Hey, it's Sassnax. It's Chelsea back for another episode of the Sassnax Files. This week was a Facebook Live with Rebecca to discuss all of our favorite things about Season 3 and this week's episode, Season 3 Superlatives. But before we get to that, I want to take a moment to remind you that no matter where you're listening to this podcast, you can always find the Sassnack Files on a multitude of listening platforms, including iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and many, many more. Also, if you have not had a chance yet, make sure you head over to follow the Sassnack Files on Facebook and Instagram for all of the latest and greatest news concerning Outlander Season 6 and 7 and Diana Gabaldon's newest book, Go Tell the Bees That I'm Gone. Also going on on social media now, we are working our way through the remaining round of our best episode of Season 5 bracket. It is all down to the Fiery Cross and Monsters and Heroes, so If you would like your voice heard, make sure to head over to either Facebook or Instagram to cast your vote in the next couple of days. And with all of that out of the way, let's get into all of our favorite things concerning Season 3 of Outlander. Enjoy! Um, for those of you that are watching slash listening, Angela and I are doing a live in two weeks about everything we can expect about season six. So this is going to be great. I'm excited. And I'm going to have to miss it. I know. Fine. Sad. I'll go back and watch it, though, when I'm all like, when I'm prepared. When you're all caught up. <laughs> you're like, oh, that was a good theory. <laughs> oh, you know. I'm so excited for season six. Ugh. All these little like teasers that they're giving us is just absolute torture. I'm ready for a trailer though. I'm like, not, I'm sick of pictures that you guys keep screenshotting me. <laughs> like, Regina okay. says, I don't think I could write a book nor one anyone would read. But then again, I haven't tried. <laughs> hey, you never know, girl. You never know. Do it if you have an idea. Do it. Not sure how long I can stay, but wanted to say hi and pop in for a bit. Well, thanks for popping in. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I love that our responses are so different. Thank you, Angela, for all the hearts. You're awesome. All right. Well, we gave everybody like a hot minute to get in. Yes. So I guess we'll break this down. So Today, we are here to talk about everything regarding season three that we love. Mm -hmm. So we have a list. I posted the list early last week. So if you guys went through and kind of made mental notes on what your favorites are, feel free to drop them in the comments as we're talking about ours and we'll compare. We'll compare notes. We should throw in quick what our, like, least favorite, like, maybe episode or, like, least I think that is a one-sided argument, girl. I don't think we have <laughs> for season three. <laughs> Creme de menthe what? is, like, I don't yeah. think we would disagree with each other about that. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Just no. Um even though we uh I did like teasingly give the give it that episode title the one with the bad rap because I do think that there are some positives that Rebecca and I were talking about this last night (laughs) I was like I can generally find at least 
two or three things positive about every single episode yeah. of Outlander, regardless of what episode. Like even the Fox's Lair, all the stuff at Lollybrock, it was so yeah. good. And we then it all went down that for sure. <laughs> yeah, it just all went down the pooper really fast. Angela says, it is torture. Thank God we have bees excitement to, to quell the agony. Yes. Although I, I'm like taking my sweet time rereading because I just know that I'm going to have like seven more years of waiting. So yeah, like has she given anything on book 10 at all? Like when that would possibly be done? Because I know she's been working on both of them at the same time-ish. My guess is it'll at least be five years, if not longer. So. I'm wondering when season six will be out after the release of book nine. It's kind of my curiosity. I'm thinking yeah. it'll be early next year. I don't expect it to be this year at all. I have heard some murmurings, should I say, um, from people better connected than myself. <laughs> but, um the production team is shooting for a November, December release date for season six, but it all depends on if there are any shutdowns for COVID and things like that. So they're, um, it's so not been, a for sure thing, but it's, so it's a very editing quick then. Yeah. I'm not in too much of a rush. I do want to see it, but I want mm-hmm. like them to be okay with the fact if we need to wait maybe a couple extra months. It doesn't have yeah. to be this year, you know. I think honestly, it's probably more so stars at this point. <laughs> They're probably mm-hmm. scraping the bottom of the barrel on what they have for their customers <laughs> as far well, as new material. They keep canceling those things that people yeah. like. So yeah, that's on them. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of. <laughs> I mean, you can only go so long without filming stuff before you're like, oh, we don't have any new shows. Crap. <laughs> mm. uh, 2020 well, really threw a wrench in the works for everybody, well, didn't it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know Netflix got rid of a lot, but they kept The Witcher and Umbrella Academy, which is a good thing because Umbrella Academy was awesome. <laughs> Angela said, I think she, meaning Diana, I think she would want to smack anyone that asks at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like book nine isn't even out yet. And <laughs> she's like, yeah. shut the front door. I am not talking about book 10 right now. Yeah. <laughs> she needs, she can, she's allowed to have a break. Like what bugged me was when people were on her when she hurt herself. I'm like, shut your effing mouth. Yeah. Like seriously. Hi, Joan. Hi, Sherry. Sherry says, I wonder if they'll start filming season seven pretty quickly after. Honestly, Sherry, I expect them to give everybody quite a bit of a break um, because there's, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the news, but there's been some labor disputes for the crew. Um, So there's already kind of that stuff going on. And then the actors also want time to do other things as well. So I honestly expect to get a break and then have them start filming so they can miss like the really bad Scottish winter with filming. I honestly expect them to start filming, you know, in the spring, summer of next year. Yeah. And with their schedule with filming anyways, they deserve a break. I'm fine with a break. And for Mm -hmm. them to even get season seven, the writers, you know, and stuff, everyone deserves a break. Honestly, and the less overworked people are, the more likely we are to get 
more seasons because yeah. people get burnt out. So yeah. if they get time to do other stuff in between, they're more likely to renew their contracts. Yeah, I agree, Angela. I don't want them to be released at the same time. And I don't think they would do that anyways. Yeah, yeah I'm thankful there's a season seven too, Sherry. Honestly, like we are very fortunate. I am kind of concerned just based on like the material that book seven has, like it's not a good endpoint, and all their contracts are up after season seven. So that's really my only sticking point right now is like, okay, well, if we have season seven, that's great and everything, but can we please like really be working hard towards getting season eight? Because I just don't see a satisfying ending for season seven based on echo. Like I've asked a few times, well, maybe a couple of times we've talked about it where I'm like, could they do what they did with season five where they kind of took some things out? And they could. I know you've been yeah. pondering that a little bit, but I I know you've said like, I don't think so. They could. It just, it would feel really rushed. Like I don't see it feeling organic to do it that way. At least for the book readers and wouldn't. For us that haven't read them, we're like, <laughs> probably, we yeah. There's more to the story, so. Um, but yes, cool beans. So, but anyway, we're here today to talk about season three and all the good stuff. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so I put up, posted a list of what we're going to be talking about. Um, favorite scene, biggest laugh out loud moment, all of that stuff. So feel free if you guys did your homework, (laughs) um, to drop your thoughts in the comments and we'll, yeah. we'll discuss. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. Because everybody yeah, has maybe. such different opinions on what they their favorite is and something different yeah. grabs everybody. So it's always interesting to talk. And if you wanted to know our thoughts on something we didn't talk about, like, ask us. Did you, Did see, you see Lord John is in set? Is what? David Barry's there? David Barry is Unset of season six, shut the front door. I wonder uh-uh. if there's like a flashback that would make oh, maybe. Uh, damn it, I wonder, Angela, you keep sidetracking me. <laughs> I wonder who's, I wonder if it's a flashback with either Jamie and him or Brie and him when they were talking, but we kind of got most of their stuff. Uh, well, I mean, there is stuff. There are potential flashbacks to Ardsmere, so that could make sense as well. Okay, anyway, favorite scene of season three, <laughs> Rebecca, what was, <laughs> what was yours? Um, my thing, I wrote it down here. Okay, um, I love the scene. It also kind of makes it to my most romantic-ish, but it's not my number one. But um, I love when Jamie reaches out and grabs Claire's hand when, when she's listening to like that wormhole pool of travel. <laughs> uh, I love when he reaches out and like disrupts her, like getting sucked into the whole thing and jumping in there. Like that's a, I really love that moment a lot. It's super cute. Um, I had a couple, but I think the one that takes the cake is um, the dressing down of Lieutenant Leonard in the season finale. (laughs) Thank you, Lieutenant Leonard. (laughs) Yeah, when um, Chelsea was watching that episode, she messaged me, she was like, 
John is so awesome. <laughs> Freaking love him. Like Lord John. And David Barry, like literally just every scene he's in. Like, so this ties in nicely with how Angela is trying to distract me again. <laughs> There's a trailer. Yeah, so David Barry has a trailer with his name on it and everything for season six. So he's a little little sly fox he is. Uh, um anyway, so yeah, the dressing down of Lieutenant Leonard, like just from start to finish, that scene was so freaking genius. And it's like John knows exactly what he's doing, and he just like I said in my podcast about that episode, I was like, he just doesn't give a flying fuck about it. He's like, no, this no, is my friend and I'm going to get him out of trouble. And I don't care if I have to make you feel like a pile of shit. Like this is what we're yeah. going to do. So. I'm wondering if, I mean, I don't really think Lord John is like this necessarily where he's going to keep pining for him, but I do wonder if it was just that genuine love not just the friendship love aspect of it but like he really I love that he really cares about Jamie no matter how like yeah it's able to go because he respects Jamie enough to understand that Jamie's not even I or anything like that your McBride says favorite scene is it's not Jordy it's me Claire uh yeah and then Jamie fainting (laughs) afterward that's a great scene yeah very iconic I am so glad I did not watch that on TV because it would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? He faints and that's what you're going to give me right now. (laughs) Especially when I was hardcore convinced in that episode that they were going to end it with the ringing of the bell as she entered the shop and then it Mm -hmm. kept going. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get the reunion this episode. Alrighty then, let's do this. That would have made sense. I think I could see them cutting it off at the door, you know, Mm -hmm. Absolute favorite scene is the Claire and Jamie reunion, and I giggle every time I watch and see Jamie faint. Yeah, yeah. I laugh my ass off when uh, Jamie has no pants on because all I picture is Sam just not having pants, and him and Katrina are doing the scene together. And I'm like, how do you do that so well? And I just, yeah. just don't care about no pants. Like no. I would feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I so love seeing both sides of that scene, though, especially if you watch those back to back. Yeah, absolutely. They really hit gold with Tony Graffia's Freedom and Whiskey really fading in nicely to Matt Roberts, a Malcolm, because Matt Matt even said he was like, they planned it out that way because they're like, we only get one reunion. So let's find a way to give it to him twice. And it's like, yes, that is how you know he's a fan, ladies and gents. (laughs) We're not not taking my boot anywhere. (laughs) Jordy's comments make me laugh. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, which ties in nicely to, um, well, first Um, off, my my honorable mention for the favorite scene was turtle soup because, come on, like. It's a good one. I I love the moments between Willie and Jamie, though, too. Like, those sweet little ones when, uh, Willie's like, I want to be a heretic or whatever he said. <laughs> a papist. I want to be, I want to be a papist. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Stinking papist. <laughs> Jamie's like, oh, no. no For God's sake, don't, don't tell your grandmother you're yeah. a papist. <laughs> oh, that God. is his son, for sure. Yeah. 
So um, biggest laugh out loud moment. What mm-hmm. was it for you? I um, said it before. It was the fact that Jamie had no pants on when he first kisses Claire. Like, it's a cute moment, but I'm also, like, crying, laughing the whole time. Um, yes. That whole... Matt Roberts does humor really well, I think, because like my biggest laugh out loud moment came in that whole chain of scenes as well. Um, but mine was when Jordy's like, I quit. <laughs> and he's like, do what you like with your own soul, man. But if, it, if it's come to orgies in the shop, it's come too far. <laughs> oh my God. It was so great. I That is one thing that I laugh absolutely every time I watch it. It's so funny. So funny. But then again, like whenever I was watching season three this last time, there was, um, I think it was in the doldrums. Yeah, it was in the doldrums. And um, when Marcely first makes her appearance known and Jamie, sweet Lord, he's like, does your mother kid your hair? And she's like, I sent her a letter. And he's like, she'll have me killed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sending you on the first ship home. Turn this boat around. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Yeah. So that one got me giggling really good this last time. I hadn't ever really paid attention to it before because I was always like more tuned into like the descent between Claire and Marsley, but I didn't ever really pay attention to like Jamie fearing for his life at the hands of, <laughs> of Leary. Well, yeah, Leary's no joke. She already shot him the one time. Yeah. So can you imagine? <laughs> the finger up the bum breakfast is pretty funny. <laughs> yes, that was pretty funny. I will give you that. I one. also like when Jamie gets the um uh what's it called needles in his face you know to help cure or cure the The acupuncture yeah yeah and um and he's just all like what's hi Claire like there's nothing on my face (laughs) at all (laughs) I love how Willoughby was like oh it's my fault it's my fault and he didn't he didn't want to do it and Jamie's like it's fine just go (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so so this next one's kind of interesting because there are so many different sets in season three that we didn't get in one and two so um either set or filming location what what did you what really caught your eye this I always am like I don't know for the most part so you go ahead and chit chat about this and maybe I'll chime in (laughs) um I really liked the location that they used for Hellwater I thought that was really cool. The estate they used. I can't remember what it's called, but it's on my list of potential blog topics because I like to like break down into the history of these locations that they choose for Outlander sets. Um, But it's just a really beautiful estate and you can actually, you know, whenever things open back up in Scotland and you can travel again, um, you can actually visit there. So it's on my list. But yes, I, I love that location, especially where um, what they use for the stables and stuff with the cobblestone and everything. I just think it's really pretty. I love old houses like that. It'd be fun to go to some of the um, houses that are like in Jane Austen and stuff, because some of those I'm like, well, it's like, um, I would love to go to the castle that's Lollybrock and mm. like that. It'd just be interesting. 
it's opening back up. Mid Hope Castle is for the first time since COVID. Um, wow. I think it's due to yeah. open, like the grounds are opening in July, I think. So that's exciting. Progress. I do, yeah, progress for sure. Um, I do hope if anybody, it made me think of Men in Kilts because I'm wondering if Sam and Graham do have like some ideas for like a season two or something, if they want to do anything like that and can at some point. Yeah, um, they both actually said, I was watching the 92Y uh, ticketed online event they had a couple weeks ago, and they said that if they get a second season, they would actually really like to like go abroad and visit some of these countries like Australia and the United States that have Scottish culture influences because of the mass exodus from Scotland after the rising of 45. That would be um, really cool. Yeah, so <laughs> they they've actually talked about that but yeah, they're they are um, thinking big. So I'm hoping we'll get an announcement about that. So that'd be awesome. I'd love to know where all the Scots uh ended up here, not just on the east coast and stuff, but like and mm-hmm. I just kind of want Well, it's so cool because I did my ancestry DNA um, like a couple years ago, but they, based on testing and stuff, they always keep revising where your DNA originates from. And I just got an update this week and I'm actually 28% Scottish. So that's exciting. But yeah, made it all the way to the Midwest. So it just kind of, yeah, it's, it's fun. I love it. For a set, what? I would definitely need to. Um, Angela said she likes the governor's ball as a set for season three, which is a, it is a really beautiful room. I I don't know where it did they build that on a stage, Angela? Do you know, or was it a practical location? You know, I do really like the Jamaican island part of it, but it was mostly like the music when they were walking around and stuff. I know there was like some sad moments because of all the slaves being traded, but I actually kind of liked that, like visually the way it all looked. Yeah, I, I South Africa is a really great place to film. And I didn't know this, but like Sam's filmed multiple things in South Africa. And I just think that's so cool that like it's at the tip of the world and it's just this tropical place and like black sails filmed there. So they use their ships. And... That show. You're yeah. right, Angela, the Boston house. I do like that city spot for sure. I mm-hmm. agree. Yes. I love that one. For sure. For sure. Here's um, a good one. Um, biggest tearjerker. I had two cause I couldn't decide. So you can go first. Go ahead. Okay. I'll give, do you have one or do you have two? Um, I have, let me look at your I have one. Okay, so I'll do one, and then you can do one, and then I'll do my other one. Okay. Okay, so, um, my first one was Jamie riding away from Willie in Of Lost Things. <laughs> it makes me cry every time I watch it. At least this is so terrible. It's like yeah. Jamie just is constantly having to give up things he loves and it's just not okay. It's not cool. Like, damn you, Diana Gavilan. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I have been thinking Regina, about that a lot. Go ahead. Regina and Joan both agree with me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Sherry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And I love the tie-in with season four with that because mm. that whole thing of 
Jamie not looking at Willie when he left. I like, I love that whole tie-in with um, Blood of My Blood. Um, My whole like tearjerker is that like, I'm just so heartbroken for the loss of like the loss that both Jamie and Claire feel. Like they don't have each other anymore. So their whole process of having to deal with the fact that they don't have each other and they're both their processes are so different. Like Jamie actually gets to like get to a place where he's content that she will never be there. Mm-hmm. Claire didn't have that. She had college, so that way she can get herself in a spot that she wanted to be in work really hard because she was a woman but like her marriage and stuff wasn't good like Frank was not here for the processing even though he said he wanted to hear everything he just wasn't so it's basically that whole tearjerker is that they never were able to fully process or never hold on um that they were never able to be together (laughs) yeah just watching their whole thing was sad yeah absolutely um, Megan Brown Harrison said, yep, same. And my second is when Claire says goodbye to Brie and Freedom and Whiskey, which ding, 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 because that's my second one, too. It always makes me ball my eyes out. Like, as beautiful as the end of Freedom and Whiskey is and, like, mm-hmm. having that Jamie and Claire reunion, like, realizing everything that Claire gave up to come back to Jamie. Like, I'm in the middle of writing my blog post about the five defining moments for Claire in season three. And absolutely, this is one of them because, like, she's a mother, first and foremost. As much as she loves Jamie, she has a daughter and, like, her daughter is everything to her. So for her to, like, find the will in her to leave Brie and for Brie to be like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay. Like, I love you, but I don't need you anymore. And, like, oh, it's just, it makes me so emotional. But it was such a good moment. I love it. When she gives her the pearls. Oh, yeah. Basically, that entire goodbye is just awful. Yeah, Angela's Angela's other one was um, when Jamie is in the house and he hears Rupert being shot. That was that was almost Ooh. like on my list. But yeah, that's, that's, really, mm-hmm. that's very, very very tough season three had a lot of just like gut punches honestly and it's funny because the a lot of those moments didn't hit me until like my fourth watch before season five I think it was like either my third or between three and five rewatch thing and um season three from like all debts paid to a good chunk of a Malcolm I was like killer like the first half of season three is just I think a lot of it is with your first watch you're so there's so much happening you're concerned that you're gonna miss something like you're just tunnel vision on the plot of it and you're not really focusing on the emotion of it and then when you're in a rewatch you're like oh my god like this is so awful (laughs) like I just feel so terrible for these people and yes, they're fictional, but damn it, my heart doesn't know that. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's awful. One of those sad moments, actually, for me is that Lord, I'm not just kidding, not Lord John, uh, Jamie, when he's talking to Lord John about taking care of Willie and Jamie goes, I'll offer myself to you. Like he thinks he has to like give him something for Lord John to actually like do this. And that always breaks my heart because he just, 
he hasn't really had a friend in a long time or like he just assumed like since he knows Laura Joan wants to be with him like I'll just give him that to have him take care of my son it just that part always like makes me sad and then Joan? I just love Lord John for not oh doing yeah <laughs> Joan actually brings up a good one she says um when Jamie says to Jenny and Ian that prison wouldn't be any different than the prison he's in now and it's yeah Jamie goes through like Jamie and Claire both go through a lot in the beginning of season three, but I definitely think there's an emphasis on Jamie's side of things. And I think that's particularly true in Voyager. Uh, The show does a little bit better of a job of evening it out, but um, Jamie definitely has the like steeper climb of all the things that happened to him. Like Claire basically just has to keep going. Jamie has these hurdles. He has to keep jumping over. And, um, so yeah, it's, it is an intense thing for him because he does go through so much and yet he's got this like crushing grief, like no matter, he, he keeps putting one foot in front of the other because he has a family to take care of. But in the end, he really just feels like he's drowning inside because of this grief he feels for Claire. That whole moment went before he has sex for the first time in a long time, just, that didn't hit like I didn't like that scene at first because I was like Jenny what the fuck are you doing just leave him alone and then the second time I'm like oh my god like he just needs some form of comfort and that lady's there to like do it if she wants because she's feeling the same thing anyways but like she's she says you don't have to look at me if you don't want to like she was totally present to make sure like he got what he wanted and it wasn't like he didn't feel any obligation I guess to do anything else that he wasn't ready for even though he kind of wasn't ready for this but (laughs) it's also a bit more of a powerful scene to watch um I think it's in book six but Jamie's actually talking about that uh, about sleeping with Mary and he says that like she really did give him something a piece of human contact to hold on to like she, that moment with her gave him something to like hold close to him through all of his time in prison and like not having intimate intimacy with anyone. And so like, just to know that like she gave that to him and he also gave something to her in return is, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful interaction. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's seeing the intent behind it. I feel like more than anything in that scene that like they both need that comfort that they find in each other yeah don't look at that nope joan no spoilers (laughs) (laughs) rebecca hasn't read anything past book one so yeah Uh, no spoilers (laughs) um anyway yes okay moving on um uh, so I guess this ties in nicely we're just cruising right along because this ties in with our favorite character arc oh yes our favorite character arc yeah um I agree with you because I think you had said Jamie as well um yeah Jamie I, for sure I think honorable um Skirch yeah basically my reason for Jamie is that he was able to fully process and grieve Claire properly which is why I think we get so much of his side like you had said Claire is just kind of like 
she doesn't get to have those moments because she had to shut down and survive basically and Jamie actually in his way got to thrive so um kind of I I know he's still in survival mode but like emotionally but yeah but I think like I have like the honorable mention of like Roger and Brie because Brie literally picked up her life and changed her um major like that's a big deal after her dad died she decided she was going to do something for herself and then she did let her mom go um and then Roger I mean I'm sure he would have gotten on that plane for Claire to let her know what's up with Jamie but like it's kind of a big deal that he even did that anyways even just to see Bree so I'm like look at him growing up she's kind of cool (laughs) that line where he says this is either the greatest thing I've ever done or the most daft I was like, oh, I love you. He's so cute. Um, Yeah, Jamie was my favorite story arc just because I feel like from where he is at the beginning of season three to where he ends it, um, it's just a really fascinating turn of events, especially in the first half of season three. Like to see each episode has its own identity and it's kind of its own story in a lot of ways. Um, taking significant points in his life and then kind of finding they found fillers for Claire that fit into Jamie yeah. but um, yeah there's just so many fascinating things that happened to Jamie over the course of season three yeah. um, if I had to pick a honorable mention yeah it's tough I don't huh? know um, I mean I really like I really like Marcelie. Like she does, it's not a huge arc, but she does go from like this spoiled little brat who only sees Claire as a homewrecker to like becoming a wife and also like starting to kind of build the bridge. Like, oh, uh, well, maybe you're not the devil after all. Like, so. Um, see, I don't really see that until later seasons. Cause even in yeah. season four, I wasn't fully sure how much I liked her. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not a huge one, but I do like the growth that you get over the course of even like, I think it's like three episodes. So I liked it. I, yeah, Ian's got some good stuff too, young Ian. Mm-hmm. He's just gone for so much of it. Like, I think you see more growth in Ian in, in the fourth season. So, yeah, like that was a big deal. So mm-hmm. I can't for sure. Yes. I love it. I love seeing him come back. Oh, sorry. But anyways. Um, Jamie Marsley's cool. Um, so um, this one's always a fun one. Did you have a favorite costume? I did end up coming up with something. Um, I have like two different ones. Um, I just wanted to say like Roger's sweater and freedom and whiskey is just like, so hot. Um <laughs> All the turtlenecks. Yes. It just looks so good. And did you have a couple or was it just one? I just had one. Okay, go ahead. And then I'll share the other. So um, Claire's white satin blouse that she wears with that black pencil skirt in the 60s. I think we primarily see it in All Debts Paid. Um, it's, It's the outfit that she's wearing when her and Frank have their last argument before he storms out. But I absolutely love the outfit. It looks so good on Katrina. And honestly, it's kind of a a timeless piece. Like, it's something that I could see people wearing 
in the 21st century. Um, But it's so glamorous and like understated. It's not like this bold piece, like the red dress in season two, but it's very clear and it's very classy and I like it. She looks good drinking her whiskey while she's mad. Um, (laughs) I agree. Katrina pulls off the 60s stuff really well. And one of my other favorites, honestly, is when she's mad at Roger for bringing it up. She just has that cute, like, capri pants thing going on with that cute little sweater. Um, I just, and the hair, just everything. I I love that outfit a lot. It's going to seem weird, but I also really like the, like, grungy Jamie look from um all debts paid in the prison like I love that jacket like it's the same jacket that you see him in time and again in season one and two the tartan brown with the buttons but it's um a very worn version of it and I just think that the costume department did such a great job like showing the breakdown of like this was once one of his best outfits he wore when he was Laird of Lollybrock, and it's all he has left of who he was. Yeah, so I okay. really like that one too. You always look at the costume part, so I love learning things. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I did not know that. I will look next time. <laughs> Your favorite uh, costume? Go ahead. Nope, go ahead. Sherry said favorite costume: Claire's navy sweater and skinny pants that she's wearing when Roger shows up. Has yeah, she really is great. Too many good costumes to choose one as a favorite. Yeah, there were a lot of good ones. Um, but yeah, I think that I also liked like the recycling of the Paris clothes in the Bakra. I thought that was cool. Because the last time we saw them in those clothes, they were like these young 20-something characters. And so much time has passed, and yet we see them in the exact same clothes. It's kind of fascinating to, like, see how, see what's changed and what's the same. I like how Jamie looks in, um, the episode where he leaves. I'm totally brain farting it right now. Leaves Willie. What's it called? Oh, of Lost Things. Yes, of Lost Things. I like the kind of white jacket he has with like the gold on it and just the hair pulled back but I kind of like just as he's the stable boy kind of thing going on that looks good Joan said I love Bree's plaid outfit with the fishnet yeah I Mm -hmm. agree at the event of Frank yeah I agree yeah I always find like (laughs) you pointed out and now I'm like kind of self-conscious about it that like I pay attention to the outfits but um I always found that fascinating that she's um, kind of embracing her identity a little bit more. We see her in a lot of plaids and tartans after they come back from Scotland. Um, It's really just kind of, I feel like her nod to her heritage in a lot of ways. And so I, I really like that. Like she's still struggling with her identity a lot in um, who is her, who does she consider her real father? Like who had more of an influence on her, her genetic father or her, adoptive father and that's something that she really struggles with but I do think that she feels a leaning in a lot of ways like a connection to Jamie even though she's never met him and I think we see that come through in her costumes after they return from Scotland and you were getting me thinking of just I love Roger and Bree's discussions they they really challenge each other 
Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be one thing I'm really looking forward to when I continue the books is that there there's going to be more discussions between them. Yeah, for sure. Because it's even more so in the books, like how much they challenge each other and on, honestly lean on each other. Like they're just a, a really strong couple. And I, I feel like that doesn't always come through in the show, but in the books they're they definitely rival Jamie and Claire in the strength of their relationship. Yeah, no, normally I get a lot of Breeze this independent woman thing and Roger needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joan says, I know most people didn't like it, but I like his wild man look and sweater. <laughs> I'm not a huge facial hair person, so for me, it wasn't such a good thing. Um, but I, like, I, I understood it, but yeah. it wasn't necessarily one of my favorite looks. Let's put it that way. <laughs> See, I wasn't a fan of it either, and I'm, like, a huge fan of facial hair, so if anybody hasn't caught on to that yet. (laughs) Their book relationship is really rich. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you. Um, Did you have a... Yeah, go ahead. Nope, I was gonna go for it. Let me talk, Chelsea. (laughs) Just, you you go, girl. (laughs) I'm just gonna sit here and drink my coffee. (laughs) Favorite musical moment? Um... I think we both have the same one, actually. Um, mine is Lord John's theme. Like, I just I fucking love that music. I, that's my favorite music in season three. I just love listening to that um, on, like, YouTube and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, as far as Bear McCreary's creations in yeah. the Outlanderverse, like, I just love all the brass instrumentation and Lord John's theme. Like, it's such a strong the really clear and like almost honorable sound it's it's um got a little bit of a military feel to it yep. so um it's very large <laughs> yes it is it embodies his character it just fascinates me how bear does that it, um yeah it's very chill too like it's i think that's kind of what you're getting at it's like it's not this very thing because that's not how he is so um it reminds me a lot of frank's theme in that way like it's very understated yeah i love his sound i love when i hear those little music and i'm like i know who's here (laughs) yeah or who they're thinking about yeah i know who she's thinking about yeah Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but honestly like yeah, as far as like Bear Mercury's music, the Lord John theme is probably my favorite, but there are a couple of moments within season three that they used contemporary music, and I absolutely adore it. It's not something that Outlander does a lot, which makes those moments even more special, um, mm-hmm. but like the use of Hard Rain's Gonna Fall at the end of, of Lost Things and the use of the Batman theme song in that was fun. <laughs> Freedom and Whiskey, like it it's so just cheesy. so great. they just like pick and choose their moments and I feel like it's always on point it's so great we'll need to do one where we talk about music moments because I do really love the music literally when dragonfly and amber ends I'm like oh I love it oh yeah it's really great yeah Mm -hmm. um the music that plays as Jamie walks from the brothel to the print shop makes my heart skip a beat. Yeah, that's a fun one. I actually do like watching that moment. And he um, tips his tricorn when he walks past the ladies. Um, There's a... Scottish. Something throwing on the rye, I think is what it's called. That song. It's not like a Bear McCreary song. It's actually like a Scottish folk song that Bear did a like his own rendition on. 
I think it's throwing on the rye is what it's called. So, Regina so says favorite musical moment is the song that played at the end of a lost things. Yeah. That's hard. Rain is going to fall. It was originally a Bob Dylan song, but it was going to be like way too freaking expensive to, to get the rights to it. So they looked at covers and they found the one that they ended up going with. And they actually thought that it was more fitting because it had a man and a woman as a duet. And they were like, this goes perfectly with the back and forth we're doing with Jamie's storyline and Claire's storyline that they're like, it's their voices coming through. So that's why they chose that one. I love the Jamaican theme mixed into the Skyboat song. It's not one of my favorites, but I it the Jamaican sound is fun a lot. Like I enjoy that. Yes. Um, so we actually get three different renditions of the theme song in this uh season three, if you pay attention to it. So the very mm -hmm, so the very first episode, um Jesus Christ. Battle join the battle joined. It's the original. It's the Jacobite version of the theme song um, that we got in the back half of season two, and then starting with um, surrender. Starting yeah. with surrender. It's um, a similar rendition, but it doesn't have any bagpipes or drums. It's a more melodic tone. Um, okay. And then once they get on the ship and head to Jamaica, we get the like tropical with the drums and stuff. So, um, yeah, interesting that they did that. I'll have to pay attention and see what you're talking about because I thought it was kind interesting. Okay, cool. Three, yes, for season three. That's funny. Woohoo! Um, okay, biggest scene stealer. Who was yours? Oh my gosh, Willie! Like hands down, the cutest little boy ever. I love. It's a sad moment ish but I love when he's like I'm not a bastard take it back <laughs> he's, he's so adorable his cute little cheeks and his mouth Clark uh, what is his last name his first name's Clark oh, I don't read I can't remember he's in stuff. the second season of the Spanish princess I was like oh my gosh that little kid looks so familiar who is that <laughs> and I paused it I was like oh my god it's Willie <laughs> anyway so yeah we're all growing up stop growing i, I need to pay attention to the music too i did not know that about season three it's easier to pinpoint with the other seasons i will say yeah um my scene stealer was marcelie i know that you're not sold on her in until like season five yeah. but oh my god she is People such so a little upset. sassafras she's like mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love how she just goes toe to toe with like she is like two feet shorter than Sam, but she's yeah. like feisty as all get out and she like gets in his face. It's hilarious. She's yeah. a very good actor. I do like her. Yeah. I would love to meet her, Lauren. Yeah. She seems so fun. Yeah. So I have to listen to the rest of her podcast because there were some interesting episodes that, mm -hmm. and people she brought in to talk. There were a couple that I weren't. I wasn't so crazy about, but for the most part, I actually found them really informative. And um, you and I watched the movie um, Only You, which was yeah. recommended in one of those episodes. And it that was so good. good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the final person she interviews is Stephen Cree's wife. So yep. our very own Ian is married to a casting director. Who cast the cast for yeah. Only You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
which has Josh O'Connor in it. Um, well, it's yeah, all connected, guys. It has Josh O'Connor in it, who is in the crown with Tobias. Who's works with Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> it's the circle. It's just the circle. Full <laughs> circle. Oh, my God. I love when everything connects to Alexander, okay, people? <laughs> oh, Duncan, Joan, you thought Duncan was a, the the biggest scene stealer, so Myrta, am I getting that right? Yeah, he was. He stole everything. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> he stole the show. We're not okay with it. <laughs> we can't be friends anymore, Joan. <laughs> I'm glad, Megan. Yay! That's what happens. <laughs> I'm glad you're learning things. The more you know. Yes. It was so funny because, like, the Outlander universe is so huge and it's literally growing by the day. And I was stuck in the Atlanta airport Sunday afternoon and I had my Dinafash Sassanac mask on. <laughs> And uh, the girl that I was sitting next to, I made friends with this uh, mother and daughter couple that were also stuck waiting on our flight. And um, she's like, oh, my God, I love your mask. And then we proceeded to have this, like, 20-minute long conversation about Outlander. (laughs) I was like, I love this. This is so great. So So your mask can be a conversation starter. Note to self. (laughs) Should. Joan says, no, I meant the actor who plays Willie. So what's his first name? Clark Duncan. Is there that we what go. you're saying? Yeah. I think that's what she's saying. Okay. okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Um, um, well, here's another full circle. The guy who plays Lucifer is friend, has been friends with Sam forever. And guess who is in Lucifer? Graham, who is an outlander, who did men and kill to Sam. You're welcome. <laughs> Tom Ellis, ladies and gents. I'm like really excited to watch he, Lucifer. It's on my list. Oh, that podcast that he did where he interviewed Sam not that long ago. I did not know his accent was beautiful. Uh, I keep forgetting to watch it. Huh? I keep forgetting to listen to to that interview. (laughs) Yeah, but I also need to watch Lucifer, too. Mm, Yeah, that, too. Um, Here's a good one. Uh, Most romantic moment. Oh. There it is on my paper. I knew. I was like, where did I put it? <laughs> um, I love the moment where, um, okay, we're good. We're solid. Okay. Um, I love the moment where Jamie is telling Claire what he's going to do to her and then they both end up having sex anyways. Like, I'm like, boy, mm-hmm. I got it. I literally... <laughs> in my episode for eye of the storm i was literally like jamie fraser okay king of men yeah sure king of foreplay yes king of foreplay king of foreplay i love that she removes the um shaving cream off his face because she's like no i like that stubble and she's like (laughs) and all the places i'm gonna feel that stubble when you kiss my fine skin And I always find random lines, like, when he says things like your round ass, I'm like, Katrina doesn't have that, though, but I know what you're saying. the roundest ass I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I feel for Sam in those moments. Jamie Um, is definitely an ass man. He talks about Claire's round ass at least once an episode. (laughs) 
so cute. But like my other one was the part where he like goes to grab her hand from stopping her from going into the wormhole time travel thing. Um, I just think that's just so sweet. But yeah, what about you? Um, Regina says Fergus and Marsley's wedding was her most romantic episode or most romantic moment. It was a good one. It was really cute, especially like where Jamie and Claire like leaning on each other and being all lovey dovey as they're watching their son get married. It's adorable. I like that part. It's good. Yes. Um, so I had to as well. Um, I'm going to please a lot of people because my number one romantic moment has to be the reunion in the print shop. It's so great. I love how it all just kind of like meshes together. You've got like them being unsure of each other, but like wanting to kiss each other so bad. And the music is great. It was really good. So basically the reunion in the print shop is my top spot. I love when he asks her, can I kiss you? Is that okay? Like, you know, so sweet. And she's like, you better kiss me. Like, get over here. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't just come back through time for you or anything. Like, yes, kiss me. To to no touch at all. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, We're not doing socially distanced, Aliander. Okay, kiss me. (laughs) Um, that's exactly why I picked it Chelsea yes because of the Jamie and Claire cuddling it's so good um so my honorable mention was actually the Jamie and Claire quickie below deck in their like quote-unquote pillow talk yeah because I love the whole dialogue because he was she's like hurry up it's so hot in here I'm gonna melt and he was like I'm melting with you <laughs> then they're um, just talking afterward he's talking about how much he loves her gray hair and how it just looks like a piece of silver in moonlight and they're talking about um like when she came back she knew she they were gonna have to get used to each other again and all of that and I just felt like it was a really great scene we get some closure on like how first wife ended because let's face it. We're all like, what is happening? Like, did she make yeah. a decision? Is she going yeah. back after they get Ian back? Like what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> so that was my honorable mention. Listen, I think all of us have wanted to have sex like that on a ship. Okay. With all that clothing. And then there you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of our conversation last night. Oh Yeah. <laughs> And Rebecca are gonna do uh like a bad lip read of the scene from season five. The stable <laughs> sex Let's down. Curious about that. We, yeah, my God. Um, oh my gosh. We won't say too much in case we've got people here that are just Netflix um, watchers and haven't seen season five. But um, yeah, <laughs> we yes, we had each other going. Deck. Pretty good. Yes. Do you get the meaning behind the that? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Mind reader. Okay. All right. So final one. This is our our last one. The, there are so many beautiful and romantic moments. I <laughs> have a list going <laughs> and it continues to get added to. Yes. And we have two more seasons of, I'm sure, like absolutely beautiful moments. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. Oh, I can't wait for season six. I really am genuinely wondering if we're going to get an episode in either season six or seven that tops my best episode as Dragonfly and Amber. Because I felt like the Ballad of Roger Mack was really close, but just 
there's I, just not quite enough. And I so don't know if I... there's anything in season six or seven that will top it. That's why I'm like kind of curious. That's how I feel because my favorite episode is never my love. So it like totally bumps the reckoning out of first mm-hmm. place for me. So I'm like, I'm really curious. So yeah. Five was bomb. That had a lot of it was bomb. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um what was your favorite episode of season three? Freedom and whiskey. Me too. <laughs> It was so good. And like, guys, it like breaks my heart that A. Malcolm got the top spot for best episode of season three. I was like, no. (laughs) Who voted? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes I I question the votes. (laughs) I'm like, uh, can I be dishonest and like not count these votes? But I never do. Everything is 100% what what was there. So just so you guys know. Like with season four, obviously, I think the consensus is the birds and the bees. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, that is an excellent episode. So that was like no question, even though America the Beautiful is really a good one. And I actually like Man of Worth a lot. And the more I watch Providence, I get more and more impressed with what I find about that one. But birds and the bees is good. Season five's vote I will say I was shocked by the final two <laughs> I was like oh I mean actually let me rephrase that monsters and heroes I think could have been top two but honestly never my love not being there really surprised me um I from how everybody talks about it you know what I mean yeah I honestly expected it to be Ballad of Roger Mack and never my love in the finals and yeah, we ended up with the fiery I, cross and monsters and heroes. See, <laughs> I, I like, can see what? the fiery cross even being the top one as well, but not both of those. Mm-hmm. I just I was intrigued. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think monsters and heroes got the vote from all the book readers because it was pretty true to the book and everything that happened, and we finally got. Roger like the Roger that we've all been waiting for and that relationship between Roger and Jamie so I think that that's what everybody was like gripping in Monsters and Heroes and honestly Uh the fiery cross I just think it makes everybody feel good and that's why they chose it (laughs) which I kind of yes it's a sweet episode But what's funny is there's a lot of sad moments in that episode. So even especially how it ends, I'm like, how is that a feel good, guys? <laughs> um, it's Jamie just because of the wedding, I guess. And like the one scene we got all season long with Jamie and Brie. <laughs> oh, Don't even get me two. started. Every- For yeah. real, Chelsea showed me the deleted scene. She played it for me at her house. So she had like her phone switch and played that deleted scene with Jamie and Brie. And I start crying on that. From famous last words. Yeah. Yeah. That never happened. I'm like, you all are missing. You guys are taking away these things. Mm -hmm. Like that matter to the story. But do um, you think a Malcolm is just so associated with the reunion that people forget about the whole freedom and whiskey? Absolutely. I think that's 100% it, that A. Malcolm is associated with the reunion, and that's the only reason that it was chosen, because, I mean, me and Rebecca have had many conversations about it, that A. Malcolm, the last 15 minutes of that episode are not very strong at all, and when you look at it as a cohesive episode, 
it yeah. really doesn't top the first, honestly, I don't think it tops the first three or four episodes of the season. Um, like I think the battle join freedom and whiskey and all that's paid are far stronger episodes than a Malcolm. I just think it's associated with the reunion and that's why people like it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is I didn't, I mean, I love that Jamie and Claire were back together, but I didn't love that episode and it's still not a hundred percent a favorite, but like, it took me a long time to really appreciate what happened with them, even though I liked seeing the little moments and I would laugh and you know, like see little things, but I was like, I don't know why everybody raves about this so much. <laughs> much. Yeah. 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 Pretty um, much as soon as Jamie leaves the loft, it just uh, <laughs> I'm just like they could have literally ended it there with like him kissing her in bed and her like rolling over and going back to sleep, and that could have been the end of that episode. And it would have been way better, in my opinion. Like it was literally just all the expository stuff for the back half of the season that happened after Jamie left that I was like, what is this? Like, why are we seeing this in this episode? I don't. And honestly, I think it would have made Creme de Mint a stronger episode if we had had that isolated plot arc over the course of Creme de Mint versus picking up in the middle of a storyline that left off in A. Malcolm and then trying to throw all these bits and pieces together. So I just think that that was a miss on the part of the writers. Interesting. Okay. I can get on board with that because I, we're, we're on the same thing. I agree, Joan. I'm surprised about the fire cross. I haven't decided 100% on my favorite episode of season three. This is also why I don't think I could write a book too so since we uh, both agreed on freedom and whiskey did you have a honorable mention no um no. i mean i do like the final two episodes in my own way like i think those are pretty solid as like one story mm -hmm. um but no like i think honestly season two is the only one where i'm like really sure what my favorite episode is like and I know a lot of people love Dragonfly and Amber but I really did like just Sweet Prey and Preston Pans like those are just one episode in my opinion but like yeah no I don't have a um, honorable mention I honestly I, love All Debts Paid yeah. I really do um, yeah. there's so much happening in that we get the whole storyline with John and Jamie and all of that and we also get the conclusion of the storyline between Claire and Frank, which we've been building to for two and a half seasons. So um, we said goodbye to one of the original cast, and that was a really powerful moment, I think. And then yeah. also exactly. to get all of that background with Jamie and John, I felt was really good to see how their relationship built um, yeah. and ended up what we have in front of us. Um, going into season four so yeah I felt like that was it was interesting good stuff yeah and I can't wait till you're through season four like can I be a part of that discussion that <laughs> <laughs> are you putting in your uh like raising your hand for the season four superlative yes. episode yes but I want season five though too so you might have to I might have to give up four because you might have to you might have to fight it out with some people for that one Season five is um, going to be Angela, like, you're going down. 
Um, so yeah, do you guys have any other like comments yeah. or questions? Anything that you are curious to hear our thoughts on? I oh yeah, I guess my thought my thought went to Geneva actually. Mm. Her story's kind of sad, but it is I also sad. Know what she did. But yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's a hard thing that whole story, and I know that a lot of people are like, I was honestly I saw something on rewatch blogs. Instagram the other night she did this um did this thing called unpopular opinions about mm-hmm. Outlander and let people type in what their unpopular opinion was and then had people like vote on whether they agreed or disagreed and one yeah. of, like I was so shocked that a lot of people are honestly kind of pissed that Willie even exists like why did Jamie have to have a kid with this person like I don't understand why he exists and I'm um, like because they have sex and sometimes that happens <laughs> like they just maybe I, well first off I, it's fiction y'all and Diana Gabaldon can do whatever the heck she wants yeah. second of all like not everything is sunshine and roses it's freaking outlander like yes Jamie has a kid out of wedlock that he was basically blackmailed into conceiving okay yes it he exists and I hate to break it to you guys, but Willie actually becomes a very big character in the rest of the series. So, suck it. I I want to know more about him. Like, um, I don't. I'm mad about the situation. I'm mad of how it happened, not that he exists. Because right, that's not his fault. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just people are funny. Those are the same people that call Roger whiny. <laughs> Which are a lot of people and don't even get me started. Yeah, no. uh, we've, already, we've already said our piece. And if you would like to know how we feel about this, listen to our episode title. Yeah. <laughs> the story of Roger Mack, because uh, that's basically an hour and a half long episode of I us defending Roger. That. Yeah. So much. That's so probably good. my favorite one we've done. Absolutely. Um, I'm shocked that people are upset at Willie's existence. Honestly, I feel bad for Jamie feeling guilty about her death because he talks so much personal or he takes so much personal responsibility for things beyond his control. And yeah, absolutely. And I think that that kind of gets lost on a lot of people. I honestly didn't even realize how deep his guilt over Geneva went until I read the Lord John books this summer. And I was really just like, wow you know like he loves his son don't get me wrong but he really really feels guilty about geneva's death and it was not his fault at all like even in the books he was like look like there are certain times of the month that we shouldn't be doing this so you need to be careful and she just didn't listen to him so it was literally not his fault like he did everything that he could and well and his um religious side of things like he Mm -hmm. thinks god punished him too so by killing her like jamie's too sensitive sometimes i'm like dude it's okay (laughs) yeah he just takes everything on himself like he thinks it's all his fault and it's it's not it's not (laughs) no sometimes it's claire's okay (laughs) and sometimes it's 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 other third-party people (laughs) yes for real Goodness sakes. Oh my god. Um, uh, yeah. Willie. Oh, Willie. I do I'm remember- so excited for later seasons. 
I can't wait for season six. I'm so pumped. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, forgot. Sad face. Sad face. <laughs> um, but yeah, excited for season six. Excited. I'm really thankful that we even have a season six. I'm really thankful we're getting a season seven. And I hope that actors feel like they've had enough like time for themselves to maybe want to do more. Um, even if it's just one more, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I guess. I guess I would be okay yeah. with that. I would rather, okay, I would rather, like, honestly, them do what they need to do for themselves. Like, seriously, this is just a show. I know, like, we really care about it, but, like, your life actually matters. So if you're really unhappy, then I will back you up on you letting be happy. You know, it's just silly stuff. But, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really stoked. So it seems like the general consensus is everybody is really excited about season six. No, yeah. does not shock me at all because I'm right there with everybody. Um, and we the news keeps rolling in, so make sure to check back with the Sassnack files for all the latest and greatest details about season six, season seven, and Diana's new book, Go Tell the Bees That I'm Gone, which comes out November 23rd, peaks. So get your read on because it's coming. Um, we should talk cover though because I know like everyone had kind of their thoughts on that like how did you feel about the new cover I did like the new cover but I honestly like the UK's cover better I thought that it was prettier um but it also went with the general aesthetic of the rest of with the the emblem in the middle and then the title across the top so, like, the American cover did, if you put it side by side with the rest of the books, like, it makes more sense why they did it that way. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're looking at it as a standalone, I liked the UK version better. Yeah. I didn't necessarily like the color so much because I feel like uh, the first book was already blue. So I was kind of like, it would have nice to have had a different color that really stood out so you knew it was these. I was really hoping for like a purple, like a dark purple. Mm-hmm. And we got blue, which I mean, okay. That would have looked really pretty with the yellow. It does look different than Outlander in that the background is textured. So it has like a honeycomb texture to it. Um, so I think <laughs> when you get it, it will look like it will look different than Outlander, but yeah, like the general color of it is very similar. It's that rich cobalt blue. They all just look so different from each other. Like mm-hmm. how the other ones. Look. I wonder what ten will look like. I don't know. That'll be interesting. There's no title for that one yet at all. Um. Yeah. So Diana's thrown out the King's Farewell as the last one, but. That's not set in stone. I just know it's something that she's thrown out there as like a working title. So, um, so yeah, there's that. Um, and if you guys want all the prognostications on season six and (laughs) make sure to tune in in two weeks where Angela and I are going to be discussing all of our theories about what we can expect in season six all the casting announcements that we've got about new characters. We're also going to be discussing um, the newest news that we got this week, which is we've got 
episode titles for one through three and episode six. We also got some news on the directing front and the writing front for those episodes as well. So we're going to be discussing that along with everything that we're looking forward to seeing as far as plot points. So if you don't mind spoilers or you've already read the books and know what's coming for season six, feel free to join us then for all of the fun because I am really looking forward to it. And I know Angela is too. So all right, guys. Comment that your makeup looks amazing. I love the way your shadows a lot. This episode is brought to you by ColourPop. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) ColourPop has no association with this whatsoever, but they do have really awesome eyeshadow. So if you're looking for some really pretty eyeshadow, go look up ColourPop. It's awesome. Yep. They have um, our shadow palettes have nine and they're really cute. Like I'll Mm -hmm. show you guys. Yep. It looks small, but it looks really pretty. Yeah, I used the wine and only one, which is all different shades of burgundy and red, which is really pretty. So I'm digging it. And I like Rebecca's too. It looks very nice with all the blue. I was very impressed. I was like, I don't know how well this is going to go with my hazel eyes, but I was like, yes. (laughs) Very good. It goes well. Thank you. Cool beans. All righty, guys. Thanks for joining us tonight it has been super fun and um i'm sure we'll be back to do one of these lives in the near future so it's been fun thanks for your participation like i said make sure to tune in in two weeks when angela and i are talking all things season six and until then bye